Good evening. This is Evangelist Stacy Gibson. He's got the whole world in his hands. Ministry, welcome to my podcast. On tonight's episode, as promised on my promo, we're going to be limiting God's ability. Limiting God's ability will be coming from Psalm 78, 38 through 41. Psalm 78, 38, 38 through 41. If you want to get your Bibles out, let's get ready and we'll dive into God's Word and get going. I got the coffee ready, so let's go to the Lord in prayer. Almost kind, dear, gracious Heavenly Father, we love you and thank you so much. You're a gracious God, Father, dear Lord. You're awesome, Father, dear God. We love you. Thank you for your salvation plan. I thank you for including me in it, Father, dear God. Thank you for saving my soul. Thank you for the blood that was shed on Calvary's cross, Father, dear God. I thank you for all that you do, Father, dear God. You are so good to me, and I pray you bless this podcast and let it ring out all around the globe, Father, dear God. I pray right now, Father, dear Lord, for all the listeners, dear God, if there is someone out there that just needs a little bit of encouragement, dear God, Uh, Someone out there, Father, dear God, that just needs to be pushed and nudged in the right direction, Father, dear Lord. I pray for that lost soul, Father, dear God, that might be listening tonight. I pray, dear God, for that backslider, that one that's turned their back on you, Father, dear God, and they're out doing their own thing instead of your will, Father, dear Lord. I pray that they would seek you. I pray, dear God, for that one that's on the front line praying and in their Bibles and witnessing and doing battle each and every day against Satan and and this world, Father, dear God, and battling against the flesh. Pray that you'd bless them spiritually, physically, and financially in every kind of way, Father, dear Lord. Pray, dear God, tonight for your will to be done, dear God. I want the Holy Spirit to be the teacher. I want the Holy Spirit to be the preacher. I want the Holy Spirit to be the evangelist. I want the the Holy Spirit to use me in a mighty way tonight, dear God, that that maybe something I say and something that you'll say through me, Father, dear God, would touch and change lives here tonight, Father, dear God. And dear Lord, I'm always going to give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory for all that you do, Father, dear God. Thanking you so much, dear God. I pray you bless our services tomorrow at church, Father, dear Lord. I pray for revival, that it would break out throughout the land, Father, dear God. May revival Bible start right here, Father dear God, in my heart. May it go throughout my home, Father dear Lord, throughout my church, throughout the state of Georgia, Father dear God, and spread all over the United States and around the globe, Father dear God. May we have that revival, Father dear God, that would shake the very foundations of the earth, Father dear Lord. Call out to people now, Father dear God. Convict them, Father. Holy Spirit, move amongst the people tonight, Father dear Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray. In Christ Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. Feeling good tonight. Uh, Got a good episode. We're wrapping up. I've told you, I should have told you before we got things going, you know, uh, and I started this series of really looking at how we can just draw closer to God and how we can live free and and, I, and I've done uh, in Christ. And I tell you, ever since I've found out that once and I know that Christ is in me, but I'm also in him and I'm already seated in heavenly places, that things have been changed in my life. And I'm just walking around with a smile in my heart as well as on my face. And, and we know last week we looked at distorted view of grace and how we can, you know, 
have this view of grace and 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 you know it's it's not it's not a healthy it's not proper and if we'll take heed to the, those two episodes and then wrap it up here we're going to see what we do when we limit God's ability to work in our lives so we're going to like I said the scripture text is going to be Psalm 78 uh 38 through 41 let's go ahead and get that out and get reading here it says but he being full of compassion forgave their iniquities and destroyed them not praise lord for that yea many t- a time turned he his anger away and did not stir up all his wrath for he remembered that they were but flesh a wind that passeth away and cometh not again how oft did they provoke him in the wilderness and grieve him in the desert yea they turned back and tempted god and limited the holy one of israel and that's where we're coming from we're looking at that yea they turned back and tempted god many times and they limited the holy one of israel god uh, we're going to look at some things that god can't do uh, tonight and we always have said there is nothing that god can't do you've heard that plenty of times oh god can do anything but let me tell you there are a few things that god can't do and we'll touch on some tonight there's things that god can't do uh in is however is this true yes it is there are things that god is not able to do god can't go against his nature he can't hate his creation he hates sin not the sinner He loves us all and wants all to come to him for salvation through his son Jesus Christ. God can't go against his word. His word is solid and he will never tell you something contrary to his word. Therefore God can't sin. He can't lie. He can't steal. He can't cheat. He can't take advantage of anyone or any circumstances in a sinful way. And God just simply can't bless you in your sin. Let that ponder. God can't bless you in your sin. See, God wants to bless you, but he can't because of your sin. Let that ponder in while I grab some coffee. Do you know how much God really wants to bless you? Hmm. The children of Israel were victims of this tragedy many times all throughout their history in the Old Testament, failing to let the land rest, tempting God, murmuring, lust, fornication, pride and disobedience, and these all led to the great sin of Israel, which was idolatry. Not only is this the greatest sin of Israel, I believe it is America's great sin as well. It is by God's great mercy that he not he did not destroy Israel. And it is by God's great mercy that God has not destroyed America. Psalms chapter 106 and 107 speak of Israel's sin and God's mercy. I'm going to do some reading here uh in the Bible. Let me get that back over here and uh going to look at this cuz I want to do some reading here in Psalms. We're going to start and Psalms 106 and then we're going to read 13 through 48 and then we're going to do 107 1 through 22 but I want you to see this and I want you to understand Psalms 
chapter chapter 106 verse 113 starts off says well they soon forgot his works they waited not for his counsel mm, big mistake there right but lusted exceedingly in the wilderness and tempted God in the desert and he gave them their request notice that God's not going to force anything you want to do something he's going to let you do it he's going to give you the request but sent leanness into their soul. Our choices do have consequences. We need to understand that. They envied Moses also in the camp, and Aaron, the saint of the Lord. The earth opened and swallowed up Dathan and covered the company of Abiram. And a fire was kindled in the company. The flame burned up the wicked. They made a calf in Horeb and worshipped the molten image. Thus they changed their glory into the similitude of an ox that eateth grass. They forgot God their Savior, which had done great things in Egypt, wondrous works in the land of Ham, and terrible things by the Red Sea. Therefore he said that he would destroy them had not Moses his chosen stood before him in the breach to turn away his wrath lest he should destroy them. Thank God for Moses. Yea, they despised the pleasant land. They believed not his word, but murmured in their tents and hearkened not unto the voice of the Lord. Therefore he lifted up his hand against them to overthrow them in the wilderness, to overthrow their seed also among the nations and to scatter them in the lands. They joined themselves unto Baal, or excuse me, they joined themselves also unto Baal, Peor, and ate the sacrifices of the dead. Then thus they provoked him to anger with their inventions and the plague break in upon them. Now, what's going on? I'm going to, let's see. I said 106.30. Yeah, let's keep going. Um, yeah, let's read. Uh, let's skip down. We're going to skip down to verse 40. He says, Therefore was the wrath of the Lord kindled against his people, insomuch that he abhorred his own inheritance. Notice that. And he gave them into the hand of the heathen, and they that hated them ruled over them. Their enemies also oppressed them, and they were brought into subjection under their hand. Many times did he deliver them, but they provoked him with their counsels and were brought low for their iniquity. Nevertheless, he regarded their affliction when he heard their cry. We serve a merciful God who's always ready to listen to our cries, even when we're the ones that have done wrong. And he remembered for them his covenant and repented according to the multitude of his mercies. And he made them also to be pitied of all those that carried them captive. Save us, O Lord our God, and gather us from among the heathen to give thanks unto thy holy name and to triumph in the praise. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting, and let all the people say, Amen. Praise ye the Lord. Now we're going to move on over to 107. I'm going to start down here. Uh, we're going to do just 1 through 22 real quick here. 
just wanted to get and i want you to get an understanding here that that it when we looked in 106 here it was israel refused to enter the land uh, you know they didn't want to uh, they they murmured and they you know they were complaining uh, they had their israel worshiped their idols here and we also seen god's wrath but we also seen god's mercy and none of these uh, many times we get chastised uh, for doing things God does not take pleasure in, in, in chastising his children. He would rather bless us. He wants us to be obedient. But let's go move on here. We got Psalms 107. Uh, oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Amen. For his mercy endureth forever. Yes, it does. Now, notice the theme here. Uh, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy, and gathered them out of the lands from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south. They wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way. They found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. Notice this, verse 6 says, they, Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble. We can always count on God to, to help us when we're in trouble, even when we've done wrong, if we're his children, he pities us like a father would pity his children. But see, notice, know what they've done all these wicked things. They've turned their back on God, but all they had to do, and that's what we need to do when we find ourselves in trouble, is cry out to the Lord. It says, then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distresses. And he led them forth by the right way, that the mighty go into a city of habitation. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfieth the longing soul, and filleth the hungry soul with goodness. Such as sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, being bound in affliction and iron. Because they rebelled against the words of the God and contemned the counsel of the Most High. Therefore he brought down their heart with labor. They fell down and were and there was none to help. Then notice again, they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distresses. Again he does this, right? Again and again. He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death and break their bands in asunder. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. See, God's just, it sounds like to me, God really just wants us to praise him, to praise him for what he does, for the good things he does for us each and every day. Hey, you wake up with air in your lungs, that's a good thing. That's a great start to a day, and we need to thank God for it. For he hath broken the gates of brass and cut the bars of iron asunder or in sunder. Fools, because of their transgression and because of their iniquities, are afflicted. Their soul aborth all manner of meat, and they draw near unto the gates of death. We've got this repeating thing going on here. Verse 19, Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saveth them out of their distresses. He sent his word and healeth them and delivered them from their destructions. Here's going on. Their response is they're, they're getting in trouble and God punishes them. And then they cry to God. Here we go again. And, and, they, and God just stresses here in verse 21 again that what he wants, oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness 
and for his wonderful works to the children of men. And let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. God wants us to praise him. God wants us to be thankful. And God wants us to declare his works to everyone. Amen, amen. As we see that it did not take long to forget how good God is. An inactive faith is weak and needs abundant proof to believe. They refused to take heed to God's counsel. They lusted and tempted God many times in the wilderness with their murmurings, complaining about no water, then about no food. And many times they said that they had a better life in Egypt than that Moses just simply brought them into the wilderness to die. Mm. How soon we forget the great and mighty things God has done for us. As Moses stood in the gap and kept God from destroying Israel, I wonder, who is standing in the gap for us? The righteous prayers going up from prayer warriors today just may be the only thing keeping us from God's wrath. But, for how long? James 5, 16 says, The effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man availeth much. Now, effectual prayer is successful prayer. Fervent prayer means burning with desire in prayer, passionate prayer, and intensity. Now, this prayer changes, this kind of, this type of prayer, it changes things. And James goes on to say that Elias, which is Elijah, prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain for three years and six months. Now that's serious prayer. That's a prayer warrior right there. I, hey, I, I wish I could call him and ask this guy to pray for me, right? And then he prayed and prayed that and this is a prayer that is needed today. This is the type of prayer that we need today. We need prayer warriors like Elijah when he prayed and, 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 and it didn't rain for three years and six months. That's awesome. Now, you know, so we just, hey, are you that prayer warrior tonight? I'd like to believe that I, I, when Jesus said that, hey, I thank you, God, for hearing me back when he was, uh, you know, uh, raising Lazarus from the dead. And I know right now, many times I get out on my knees and pray. That's one of the things I thank God for is I thank him for hearing me because we know you've heard me say this many times about getting God to hear in your prayer is an answered prayer. Mm. See, God wanted to bless Israel. He brought them out of Egypt, and the only reason they stayed wandering in the desert for 40 years was their disbelief and unwillingness to take the land that God had already gave them. Disbelief and not trusting God is ludicrous and is foolish and a way, way, way out of character for believers. We shouldn't have, we should have no part with that. A lack of faith in God who has overwhelmingly revealed himself through protection, provision, and most of the time in great miraculous ways is puzzling. However, do we not respond in some of the same ways today? 
Time and time again, God shows us His great mercy, and we are so blessed to be called His children. And if we just knew how much He really loves us, we would not murmur, we would not complain, we would not have doubt, we would not fear, and we would not fret. We would actually walk around with a great smile on our face and great joy in our hearts. Amen. Amen. Now we read about God's great mercy as time and time again they cried to God after he brought hardship, punishment, slavery, and abandonment upon them. However, God heard their cry and delivered them time and time again. Remember, I read that in the scripture a while ago. How they God is always going to chastise. God is always going to punish, punish sin. And when he does punish sin, and brings thing hardships and bad times and things upon us when we cry to him he's such a merciful god he doesn't call out to us and say you know what i told you <laughs> i told you so he doesn't say that he doesn't come at us and say well if you'd only listened to me earlier you wouldn't be in this mess that you're in no what does god do he simply hears their cries once they ask for forgiveness that's key and he delivers them they wandered, they rebelled, they refused to listen, they created their own destiny by their own actions and lack of faith, which limits what God can do for them as well as us today. They were limiting God's ability and He wanted to bless them. He didn't want them to wander through the desert for 40 years. He wanted to provide for them. He wanted, he was going to give them everything they needed. But yet they, they acted like it was better if they'd have just stayed in captivity in Egypt being slaves. How quick we forget how bad we had it at one time. Mm. A good parent will not reward their children for poor behavior, nor will God. God wants a relationship and he wants us to listen and obey. When he, delivers us, when he delivers us, he wants us to be thanked, thankful, and he, he, wants, uh, he wants to be thanked, he wants to be praised, and he wants to be worshipped. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the, to the children of men. I've used this scripture many times. I told you a while ago about just simply letting God hear in your prayers. This is good as answer. John 9, 31. Y'all just about ought to have this memorized as many times as I tell you this. Now we know that God heareth not sinners. But if any man be a worshiper of God and doeth his will, him he heareth. Having an answer to our prayers is key to being blessed by God. Can you really think of a better blessing than to have your prayers answered? When we confess our sin, when we listen and obey God, this, this can't help but bring worship and devotion and reverence. This is key to a right relationship with God and walking together in unison perfect harmony where you ask God and he is pleased and overjoyed to answer our prayers and he gives us he's willing to give us the desires of our heart Psalms 37 4 delight thyself also in the Lord and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart you might be shocked 
at what God would be willing to do in our lives when we completely surrender to Him and His will. And the closer we walk with God, we might just shock ourselves at the change in our desires. Hmm. Think about that. At one point in my life, I, I'm sure that, that we have all prayed selfishly. At one point in our life, I'm sure that we have all, all prayed selfishly and wanted material things rather than spiritual. However, the closer we walk with God, we find the, the, the adjustment taking place. We no longer pray for riches and power. We start praying for salvation for others. We start praying for the healing of others. We start praying for the comfort of others. And this is called being spiritually mature. This also pleases God, and He is even more motivated to answer our prayers and give us what we desire. When looking at what God gave us, or what God gave up for us, it helps us understand His love and ways. How could He not want what is best for us when He gave us His only begotten Son to die on the cross for an evil and wicked world? Hmm. Think about that. God made a way when there seemed to be no way. When all was hopeless, God gave us hope. When we were lost, God saved us. When we were uh, down, God picked us up. When we were hurt, He bounded our wounds. When we were sinking, He raised us up. When we, were, when we were sad, He brought us joy. When we were in travail, He brought us wellness. When we were at war, He brought us peace. When faced with death, He brought us life. When hungered, He brought us provision. When sleepless, He brought us sleep. When we are thirsty, he brought us, I'm going to say, living water. When there was a great storm, he brought us a great calm. What God has already done for us all is simply amazing. And if we knew what he was willing to do for us, it would bewilder us and leave us in great astonishment. So why are we not seeing an abundance of blessings in our lives? Why are we not having a great awakening? Why is there no revival in our hearts, in our churches, and in our lands? Why are people falling away from God instead of drawing closer? Why is the world seem to be spinning out of control with every thought and imagination evil and wicked? Why are we so full of hate? Why are we so far from the truth? Why do men refuse to hear the gospel? Hmm. Satan is the prince of this world and he has many people fooled with lies. They think that they are okay living in their sin. Some think that they are saved because of some ritual performed at birth. Some think that they're okay because they are a good person. Some think that believers are foolish to believe at all. But if people would slow down, if they would take a deep breath and ponder the heart and see how evil this world has become, they might just hear the voice of truth calling out to them. And it is important now, more than ever, that we as believers not only talk the talk, but walk the walk. 
people are watching us and the way we act, the way we respond and talk could make all the difference. Hmm. They're watching us, the way we act, the way we talk, the way we respond, and, 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 and all these could make all the difference. If we are not letting our light shine again, we are limiting what God can do through us. We're limiting it. Matthew 5.16 tells us to let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. When we let our light shine and, it, and bring glory to the Father, He will be pleased and delighted to give us blessings. It is when we do not give Him glory and not let our light shine that we limit what God can do for us. Hey, let's take a quick break and we'll come back in just a few moments. Hello and welcome back. Uh, we left off with uh, that scripture uh, letting our light shine. Let your light so shine, Matthew 5, 16, before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. When we let our light shine and bring glory to the Father, He will be pleased and delighted to give us blessings. It is when we do not give Him glory and not let our light shine that we limit what God can do for us. Now, we left off there, but, you know, I'm, have you ever worked with someone that that got the same pay as you, however they watched you do all the work. <laughs> I know I have. This seems unfair, right? They seem to be rewarded for being slothful. However, have you noticed often later down the road that this catches up with them and eventually they get caught, they get reprimanded, and yes, even they get let go. Now, this is true and this is truth and justice finally catches up to them and God is just and nothing gets past him hey you may get past that co-worker you may get past your boss you may get past uh, many people but you're not going to fool God it's nothing's going to get past him and everything uh, true justice will be served now we can rest assured that he knows who is working hard for him and who is playing church. You may fool other church members. You may fool your family. You may even fool the pastor. However, God is never fooled and our sin will catch up to us. We may be blessed with worldly things and on the outside, we may seem to have it all. However, not all gifts are good and from above. Some are designed to take us away from God and his will for our lives. And God will never bless this. I can tell you from great experience that that giving in to God's will is the best thing for you. And you will never, never go wrong letting Him be king in your life. I often ponder, where would I be today if I would have only completely centered, surrendered to God at a young age and not fought against God's will for my life? 
the calling I could have had, the difference I could have made, the souls that could have been saved, and the heartaches, the trials, and the chastisement that could have been prevented, the blessings that could have come my way, but God withheld them because of my sin, my refusal to cooperate with His plan. I was thinking that I knew better than God. How foolish man is to think that they can accomplish anything without God's, without God. Kingdoms are set up by God and kingdoms are torn down by God. And it is only by the grace of God that we can accomplish anything at all. Who out there listening Who out there is listening? Who out there will take notice? Who will take heed and understand if we want to have the best this life has to offer, it must be God's way, not ours. We must understand we only get in the way of our blessings and prevent them from getting to us. Our biggest problem is us. It's like telling a brain surgeon how to do his job when we really have no clue about what is going on. Sounds silly, right? However, that is exactly what we do when we fail to listen and obey God and His instructions. God knows our tomorrow, and because He lives, we can face it with confidence when we trust and have faith. Excuse me one moment. Hmm. We must trust God. We must have the faith and know that He has the best way possible designed for us. He knows what I'm going to be doing tomorrow at this exact very moment. He knows what I'm going to be doing a year from now at this exact same moment. Why would we not trust the all-knowing, all-seeing, all-powerful, all-holy God? Why would we not completely surrender to this God who has the best plan possible for our lives if we would only listen? I used this analogy earlier that, you know, a good parent always wants what's best for their children and they want to try to save them from heartache. They don't take pleasure in punishing. Matter of fact, a good parent wants to reward their children for doing good and God is no different. Let's go back and look at what caused Israel to fail and see if we can learn from their mistakes. Now they failed to obey God's law, not letting the land have her Sabbaths. Even though we are not under their law, but grace as I have said last week, we are guilty of having a distorted view of grace. And when we do not follow the Bible and live by it, we are breaking God's law. 
Now I've got a great place for you to go to find a great awesome recipe for success. Joshua chapter 1 is a great chapter on how to be successful. A great recipe for success. Verse 7 says, Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left that thou mayest prosper. Notice that that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. Is that you tonight? Do you want to be prosperous wherever you go? What you put your hands to? Don't you want God to, to be on his good side? Don't you want the blessings of God to flow through you and to throw upon, uh, to flow, uh, fall from heaven upon you? Do you not want the windows of heaven to open up and pour out blessings upon you that you can't contain? Verse 8 says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way, here's that word again, prosperous. And then thou shalt have good, check this out, success. It is paramount that we stay rooted in God's Word to avoid limiting God's blessings. See, they tempted God at the Red Sea. When they had no water to drink, they tempted God. They tempted God when they were hungered in the desert, in the wilderness. When they tried to gather more manna than instructed. When they made a golden calf. When, they, when the spies came back with a bad report on the promised land that God had given them. But, and only Joshua and Caleb came back with a good report. The rest of them says, hey, it's too many. They're too great. They're mighty men in the land. They tempted God each and every time, and God had already shown great power of deliverance in the exodus from Egypt with all the plagues. And he gave them no reason to doubt him at all. See, God parted the Red Sea. He gave water from a rock. He sent manna from heaven. He reveals to Moses that they would wander for 40 years. We are all guilty of doubt at times. However, it is never, and I do mean never, a good idea to tempt God. God is a God of provision, and He will always provide for His children when they trust in Him. Philippians 4.19, But my God shall supply all your need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Verse 6 tells us to be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Hey, I don't know about you, but I choose to trust the, trust the God who created everything, the omnipotent, the omnipresent, the omniscient God. That just simply means He's all-powerful, all-knowing, the God who is everywhere. What about you? Will you put your faith and trust in this God tonight? If you're lost, hey, here we go with that. they got to have that salvation call. 
Amen. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, tonight's a good time. Right now, I'll stop and pause if I need to. Get on your knees right now and call out to Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Make Him King and Ruler in your life because He is all-knowing. He is all-powerful. And He is everywhere. He can be listening to this podcast and listening to my prayers here in, 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 in Georgia. He can also be listening to someone in Tokyo. He can also be listening to someone in Australia. At the same time, we have we serve an awesome God. He is everywhere. Is this not the God that can that you want to be the provider for you to to, to give you the blessings that that, that 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 no one else can? Hey, we can call on this God because sometimes no one else can help us. Hmm. Can you find peace? Can you find rest? Can you find hope? Can you find perfect love? Can you find that all your needs can be met by another other than God? What about a spouse? What about your brother? What about a sister? What about a friend? How about your employer? That's important, right? Well, your job does a lot for you, right? What about the bank? Boy, when you're getting some hard times, boy, we can just go to that bank, right? Can any of these give you hope and peace? Like God can? Or I should say, like only God can. Hey, you may say right now that you are just fine without God, but deep inside you are empty with a void that can only be filled. That can only be filled by God. And you are deceiving yourself to think otherwise. Hmm. Now, I said all this. We know that they tempted God many times. And, and a lot of these sins that Israel did, they led up to, and I said this earlier, they led up to, the, to Israel's biggest sin of all, which was idolatry. Today, we even have a top television show called American Idol. Go figure. <laughs> and believe me, we are very guilty of worshiping other humans instead of God. We worship rock stars. We worship baseball players. We worship football players. We worship uh, NASCAR drivers. We worship basketball players. worship other men when we should bring all our worship worship to God and any and, and and believe me when we put stuff before God that becomes idolatry idolatry is when we put anything before God hey it could be your iPhone it could be your television set it could be the hobbies that you have it can be your children or your grandchildren all of these can become idols like I said, many worship sports, many worship a spouse, many people worship their job, and a lot of people worship money. And we are failing to worship the God that provides our pleasures, entertainments, our, and gives us our jobs, and He gave us our family. Brother Rusty Crutchfield uh, does a revival for us a lot, oftentimes, and he said that one time when he was 
preaching that we are worshiping the blessings more than the blesser. In other words, we're worshiping the blessings that God does for us more than we're worshiping God. Now this stuck with me because at the time I was guilty as charged. You name it. If we are guilty of putting anything before God, it is an idol and we are guilty. You name it. What is it? What do you put before God? Is it yourself? What is it that you enjoy more than God? How do you spend most of your time? Are you your worst enemy? Have you made yourself God? Oftentimes, that's what we do. Instead of getting into God's Word, we'll cut the TV on. Instead of praying, we'd rather talk to a friend when we could talk to the best friend man's ever had, and that's Christ Jesus. A lot of times we let the flesh take over. We're lazy and slothful here in America. We, we love to flip our recliners back and we love to, to watch TV. And, and I, I can remember many times in my life, I'll say, well, you know, I'm just going to keep back for just for a minute. Oh, this is one of my favorite programs. Let me watch this. And, and I do that. And next thing you know, I watch the next program that comes up and or I may even fall asleep. Then I wake up or either realize after watching several programs that it's time to get up and go to bed and I've spent no time with God. I've spent no time meditating in His Word. I've spent no time praying to God. I've spent no time getting to know this holy God, this righteous God, this God who loves me so much. And he, and, and that's all He wants is the right relationship. He wants uh, to spend time with us which just amazes me. Hey, the good news is, it is never too late with God. It's never too late. It's not too late for you tonight. You can change your direction right now. You can change your direction tonight. You can start giving God all of your heart and surrender to Him completely and watch your life change. If you choose not to surrender, it is like looking at a vending machine with no money and all the candy and the snacks are right there and you just can't receive them without the proper coins, the money that you put in there. Now, sure, you might be able to shake one of those machines. I think I've seen someone do that before and the candy fall out of the little slot and come down there, but we know that's wrong. That's cheating. That's not right. That's a false blessing that usually comes from Satan. But I use that because it's like the blessings are right there. We can see them and they're just waiting for, for us. And all we got to do is put the coin in. But we fail to put the coins in. We fail to put the money in. Therefore, we don't receive the blessings. And we're limiting God's ability. 
if we would only now the act of, of putting the coins is, is is us getting on our knees cutting the TV off is us spending time alone with God meditating in his word remember Joshua chapter 1 the recipe for good success and to make your way prosperous and anything you put your hands to you'll be prosperous if you meditate in God's word if you day and night if you pray if you listen and obey God you'll find, oh my goodness, you will find the best life possible. There's two roads you can take. You could take a road of your own will and you can have hardship. You could have chastisement. You can never seem to get ahead. It's like having holes in your pocket and you're stuffing money in and it just falls away. You find yourself empty, not, not fulfilled at all. You find yourself with anxiety and you find yourself ill, frustrated, just because we, the, the access, the, the tools are right there for us. God has provided us everything. He has provided us a Holy Spirit, that comforter, that guider, that teacher to help us, to come to us, set up residency once we accept by faith what Christ has done for us. And all we got to do is seek Him. All we got to do is get His Word out. Read God's Word. Yeah, you hear me say this every podcast, don't you? You're probably sick of it, right? But it is the key to success. It is the key to having your prayers answered. It is the key to being blessed by God and not limiting His abilities in our lives. When we get on our knees, the more time we spend on our knees talking to God, the more time we stop after praying and and listen and open up His Word, meditate in His Word, and let God reveal Scripture to us, let God speak to our hearts. Listen, yes, God is speaking today to many people. He wants to speak to you. He wants to give you guidance. He wants to give you direction. Like I said, it's like looking at the candy right there. That Snickers bar is right there. That bag of Doritos is right there. All you got to do is put the money in and and, and press the right button. And it's yours. Well, it's just that simple with God. All you got to do is get on your knees and pray. All you got to do is listen and obey. All you got to do is stay in God's Word. All you got to do is love Him. All you got to do is delight yourself in Him. All you got to do is share Him. And the closer you draw to God, the more you're going to want to share Him. The more time you spend with God, the more time you're going to want to spend with Him. The more time you're going to want to talk about Him. And hey, you'll find yourself, you'll get excited. I wonder what God's going to say tonight. I wonder what God's going to show me tonight. I wonder what He's going to reveal to me. And He will reveal so many things to you. He wants to be your helper. And He's your biggest fan. You'll find no one greater than him, that no one that loves you more than him. Hmm. Jesus is the coins needed to receive the blessings. But he is not going to insert himself in the machine. We still have a responsibility to obey the procedure and receive the blessings that God will provide. And once we realize we are in Christ, as well as us and Him. And once we lose our distorted view of grace and live according to Scripture, we can stop limiting God's ability. It's that simple. 
we can stop limiting God's ability and receive many, many great blessings in this life and simply lay up treasures in heaven. I used to want so many things in this life, but I find myself now very content with the humble means that that I have right now and what God's given me. And if God chooses to bless me greatly, hey, I'll take whatever blessings He wants, but I just don't want anything to get in the way and I don't want nothing to mess up the relationship that I have with God right now. I beg you tonight, please take heed. Don't let this go in one ear and out the other. Understand how much God loves you and how much God wants to bless you. Hey, we're in Christ and He's in us. We don't need to have that distorted view of grace. And we need to understand right now. And if we'll do these things, if we'll follow the recipes and given here tonight, that we won't limit God's ability to perform miracles in our life, to answer prayers, and to give us the desires of our hearts. Hey, this is Evangelist Stacy Gibson with He's Got the Whole World in His Hands Ministry. I thank you so much for tuning in tonight, and I'm going to close with some prayer. Dear God, I love you. Thank you, dear God, for being with me tonight. Thank you for helping me in this podcast. And I want to give you again all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory, Lord. You are well deserving of it all, Father, dear God. And I can do nothing without you. I'll say like Paul said, praise God, I'm weak. And I want the power of Christ to rest upon me when I'm found weak. And dear God, I just want that listener that's lost right now to call out to you. I prayed if they know someone that they would call someone, get a Bible out, Father, dear Lord. Let them read John 3.16 and find out how much you love them. Let them take them over to Romans chapter 10 and let them understand that Roman road, Father, dear God. And let them call out to you for salvation tonight. And I pray for that one, Father, dear God, that just needed a little nudge in the right direction, Father, dear God, to get back on fire for you. Maybe they haven't been in church in a while. You know, COVID has, has taken many people out of church, and I know that there's many people still watching online services. But dear God, I've been in online services. I've performed those. I've done those, Father, dear God, where I'm sitting at home listening to preaching at home in my pajamas and dear God I've been in the services here recently and I can tell you it's not the same there's nothing like the Bible says where two or three are gathered in his name he is there in the midst and I know dear God that you yourself your comforter your Holy Spirit stays within me it's it never leaves me but I know right now that when I bring my spirit to the church and when someone else comes and they get spirits in the church, that not only is that is your great spirit in that church, but you are right there with us, Father, dear Lord, because your word says so. And boy, we can have great services, Father, dear God, when we're gathered in your name and where we're encouraging one another and we're hearing truth being preached. And Lord, I pray right now, Father, dear God, for every pastor, for every evangelist, for every missionary that's out there, Father, dear God, that have, you know, people that have given up and sacrificed their whole life for you and the service and your work and your will. And I know, dear God, that greatly 
one day greatly will all be rewarded, Father, dear God. But I know, dear God, some of us will just make it in. And I don't want that to be you. Get out there. Let me encourage you, you now, Father, dear God, for everyone listening right now, Father, dear Lord, help them to find their purpose. And I pray that we're all filled with the wisdom and knowledge and understanding of your will that we may walk in obedience and bear fruit. Help them, Father, right now to call upon you. Help them, Father, right now to get back in a right relationship with you, to get back on fire for you. And dear God, right now, this is what this ministry is all about, is to see lost souls get saved, backsliders restored, and encouragement for for all the others. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for my sins. Thank you for that blood that was shed. And I pray in Christ's name right now. Amen and amen. Hey, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. God bless.